0: Lately, I've been searching my soul to build, seal cracks, and burn. I'm learning about who I am and who I have been to begin paving the path to who I hope to become. Connectedness and responsibility to those around me are ideas that steer me down. I hope to build more connectedness and mindfulness towards responsibilities in this season and those to come. My life is not simply for my pleasure. It is not my own, whether I choose to look macro or microcosmically. I am being built, but I am also a tool for building others. My world needs me. My community needs me. My family needs me. How selfish and careless would I be to desert my family? How could they have grown or healed if I had been engaged? How many people could I have touched at work, at church, or in the public square? Could I have softened a heart or two who then softened a heart or two? Whether I like it or not, I have an unspoken, sacred duty to mend what is broken to love deeply and to roar for the voiceless yet so many humans perceive this duty as a choice let me be clear it is not this is a mantle that you and i are born to find yourself a man be courageous wear this mantle proud Rise early and with conviction in your hearts. Learn new things that you might grow, transform, and become someone sage. Pursue and perfect passion. We're all born into this responsibility, but each of us has been given a particular measure of time, talent, and treasure. It robs the divine when you waste your gift or when you squander your inheritance you waste precious potential this world needs what only you can offer find the quiet it is here where you get to stand face to face with the most sacred and where you can see reflected what we ought to be when you have done this give it all away and pave that path for others. Rest your head every night satisfied in knowing that you have taken every measure to mend the broken. This is how we become better humans and build a better world. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Middle Grounded. I'm your host, Anthony, and this is episode two. So, that was a passage that I wrote a little bit less than two weeks ago. And I wanted to take a minute to talk about that passage, but to do so from the standpoint of deliberate practice what that means and then what that looks like. And also just kind of give you a preview or a, a peek into what my day looks like to kind of give you an example of what it means to fill your cup and to fill your cup early. So I've been relatively obsessed with the idea of deliberate practice for um, quite a few months now. And there are a few people that I can credit for that. Uh, Logan Gelbrick from Deuce Gym, my good friend and co-host of the Dead Man's Coffee Club, Tyler Fleming, uh, have been and, and certainly been two of my inspirations and um, motivators to pursue deliberate practice. To me, when I look at this passage... The one thing, the the driving point, is that you and I have this beautiful gift of life. And we can deplete our cup of its, its resources, of its lifeblood, of its flow, and We can live empty lives. We can sit behind a telephone or a computer screen. We can eat fast food. We can obsess over celebrities. We can do empty things. Or we can look at life for what it actually is, and that is a gift. And when you receive a gift, and a good gift at that, to me at least, the reasonable response is to show gratitude and to show appreciation for that gift. So what better way to show appreciation to the Holy, to the Divine, than showing gratitude for that gift through the way that you use it. Fill your cup, and early. I'm going to emphasize filling your cup early because I I personally think that that is of the most importance. Deliberate practice helps you to form a deep body of work that helps you to be skillful and useful in the world over time. But deliberate practice also improves the man and improves the woman on a daily basis and allows us to perform at a high level and allows us to be capable in our daily lives. So, fill your cup and fill it early. And then, once that cup is full, pour all of it out throughout your day. Pour some here and then pour some there. If your coworker needs a helping hand or a word of encouragement, pour some out there. When you get home at the end of the day, don't expend your cup before you get home because your day is not over. Go home and pour that cup out for your wife, or for your husband, for your children. Be present, be engaged. But there have to be systems in place, there have to be things in place that first fill our cup in order for us to be able to empty it. And that's where we come into the idea of deliberate practice. And to me, these are things that you and I do, and it's, it's, it's very self-explanatory. These are things that you and I practice deliberately. There are things that we put our hand to on purpose for a purpose. There are things that sharpen us, that make us better, be it a craft that we are trying to master, we're trying to pursue mastery It could even be self-mastery. We're just trying to become a more whole person. Not just a, a husk of a person, but a whole person. We're trying to enhance our awareness of the world around us and the beauty of that divine creation. It could be that you just want to love better and you have practices in place, things that you read, things that you do, affirmations or prayers. You know, the driving point here is that with all of those things, you're pursuing them on purpose with purpose, with the hope and with the desired result of being better, and those those things fill you. Over the span of your life, they fill you. They make you better. They make you more useful, more capable, but on a daily basis, they change everything. I heard a pastor say that intention and direction are two different things. And you can have all of the the best intentions, but if you're not directed and, and positioned in a way that leads you to that end goal, that end result, those intentions... useless and so this goes beyond I want to be a good person down the road down the road is down the road but what are you doing right now what direction are you going in right now that is posturing you for that trajectory and so daily Pursue deliberate practice. Pursue things that are hard, that challenge you. Because it's in those challenges that you are perfected, that you are refined, and that you become better. A better husband, a better writer, a better friend, a better lover, a better coach. And so I just wanted to share with you kind of what a day looks like for me. And hopefully it helps to make a little bit more sense of this idea. So on any given weekday, I wake up at 4 o'clock on the dot. This is a.m. And I get out of bed after I kiss my wife on the cheek and hope to not wake her up. I go downstairs and there's typically a cup of coffee already waiting for me. I've set a timer and so it's ready for me when I get downstairs. I get dressed, I let nature take its course and I begin enjoying my cup of coffee while I pack my meals for the day and all of my things that I need for work. Now there used to be a time where I would sit in the quiet at home, and I would read, and I would write, and I would maybe do something physical, but because of where we are in life right now, things have had to shift and had to change, and I have had to become more adaptive. So instead of doing all of that and then going to work in order to avoid traffic, but to still render myself the same results. As soon as I'm done getting dressed and gathering my things, I take my coffee, I take my things, and I get in the car. And I begin the trek to work. Now at my job, uh, I, I work at a key card accessed building. And so I can get in the building at any time. And I get here around five o'clock. I'm actually here now recording this in the fitness center before I work out. Because at 5 a.m. there's nobody here. At 5 a.m. I can still be with the quiet. So I get here and I train. The reason that I train is because I want to develop my body in a way that I can live a long, happy, productive, and capable life with my family. I want to be able to defend my family if I ever need to. And I actually skipped a step. On the way to work, The first thing I do is turn on a podcast and begin five minutes of box breathing. Where I breathe in for a three count or a four count. I hold that breath for a three count or a four count. I let it go for that same amount of time and I hold myself without breath for that same amount of time. I do that for about five minutes, but all the while I'm listening to this podcast, and it's typically something that the subject matter is relatable to becoming a better human. And so this stuff is going through my head and I'm, I'm opening myself up, I'm refreshing myself for the day before I even step into the fitness center at work. And once I step in and I work out, I get ready for my day, shower, put on my dress clothes and my my wingtips, and I go up to my floor. Still There are maybe five or six other bodies on my floor at this time. People who are getting ready for an early shift. But I'll sit at a window overlooking the city and it's a beautiful sight to see at 6.30 in the morning. It's about that time now. At 6.30 in the morning, I'm overlooking the city as day breaks and dark turns to light And you see all the lights in the city, but then they fade away, and then you see the dawn, and it's beautiful. And I get to meditate and sit in the quiet as I have breakfast and I have my first cup of coffee at work, not my first, for the day. And then I take out my notebooks, and I write, and I write, and I write. And it's not always cohesive, it's not always the same thing, it's not for a volume or for a a book, it might be a journal entry, it might be a, a book idea, it might be ranting, it might be my practice of Lectio Divina where I'm doing divine reading and I'm reading the scriptures and then writing. My thoughts and things that I feel like the Lord is is revealing to me through the verse. It could be a number of things, but the point is if I want to be a good storyteller, things like this, this podcast, and things like writing are of immense importance, even if it's not always stories. It's about creating a deep body of work, it's about having. 10 and 20 years of perfecting writing, grammar, word usage, word choice, flow. And when all is said and done, I start my work day. And at this point, I'm full. At this point, I've spent time with the Lord, I've br- practiced breathing. Focusing on the inner man. Listening to motivation from out the outside. Physical practice that is making me stronger and more well. Writing that makes me better as a storyteller. Meditation that reveals to me the cracks from yesterday so that I can go through my day and be a better worker so I can go home and be a better husband and a better dad that's what deliberate practice is all about that's why it's so important Because it gives me an opportunity to fill my cup before my day even begins. So that hopefully I'm fortunate enough to pour it out and empty it by day's end. And then go to sleep satisfied knowing that I've done everything that I could do. To be a better human and to build a better world. And then, Lord willing, I get to wake up the next day and do it all over again. Thank you, again, for listening to Middle Grounded. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, you can One of two things. Subscribe and give us a review. Feedback is a gift. I love feedback. I want to love it even more. That's another deliberate practice that helps to sharpen me is when other people offer me advice on how I can be better and then internalizing that and putting it to use. So subscribe, leave a review, give me your feedback. I'd love to hear it. Also, you can contribute to the show through the Anchor FM app. You can give monthly gifts to help keep the show going and to hopefully make it better over time. But until next time, walk the middle ground and go out there. Pursue deliberate practice. Make this world a better place to live in. I'll see you guys next time.